Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you are trying to evaluate whether real estate is the right career for you, wondering whether you're doing the right things to launch into quick success, or looking for tips and tools you can use today to become a more productive agent, this is your podcast. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. This is episode nine. And we want to take a quick second just to thank everyone for listening. We are constantly amazed by how many downloads and how many listens we have. So just thank you so much. It's, it's, it's incredible. What are we up to? 600 downloads? Almost 600 ratings, reviews, five stars still. So please continue to, to rate us and leave us a review. So it's, it's just so much fun. And people we were just talking about who aren't even interested in becoming real estate agents are listening, right? Right. I know. My niece says she goes out walking with her um, kids and she's listening to it just for fun. So I'm glad we're fun fun. instead of boring. Well, you're funny, apparently. (laughs) I was saying to Valerie. So you're boring. I'm boring. boring. (laughs) Every time people mention the podcast to me, they go, Valerie is so funny. Well, you know what I always say? My husband makes fun of me, but I say that I'm the funniest person I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like your husband. I always tell Chris that he thinks he's funny, but he's not. And I'm funny, but he doesn't agree. But. What's going to be funny is when he listens to this podcast. That's right. I know. He's going to delete this part. <laughs> He'll never listen again. We just lost the listener. All right. Um, so back to business here. So the last episode, what we talked about was time blocking. So if you haven't listened to that one, that's the one we, where we have like the Jaws um, image on the cover because of a Valerie hearing the Jaws music in the back of her head. What we would love to see is what you guys are doing to time block. So please send us pictures of your color-coded planners or whatever you're using to plan and, and to, co- to uh, color-code it, your time blocking. Share it to our Facebook page, um, which is The Real Estate Rainmakers. That's our Facebook page. Or go onto our website and email us if you want to at therealestaterainmakers.com. I'm also going to post by popular demand a sample very simple hour by hour planner. Um, it is what I have included in my book that's coming out, Farming for Real Estate Agents. And it's just a, a very simple, like a spreadsheet basically. But for those who just want a, a single pager, it'll be on the website so you can utilize it. And today we're going to focus on goal setting. And this is part one of a multi episode goal setting workshop that we're presenting to you. And part of it is going to be a general goal setting session. That's today. We're going to do one on vision boarding, which is really fun. And then we're going to circle back to breaking your goals down into smaller, identifiable and accomplishable pieces. And as you guys know, I've started these podcasts lately with a quote. That's my favorite thing to do now. So this is a simple one. It's a plan without a goal is just a wish. So you've got to have a goal. And regardless of how you set your goals, you do want to goal set And here's why goal setting is important. It focuses our subconscious on achievement. Again, it's that Bader-Meinhof principle for those who listened to earlier episodes where we talked about that, where what you focus on expands. It's kind of magical, right? How goal setting focuses your mind. It's kind of a crazy thing. Um, And effective goal setting breaks down large goals into attainable chunks. So once you identify your big goals, you do have to break them down. Otherwise, they can feel overwhelming if you just focus on the really big picture. And goal setting also provides motivation. And that's one reason having a vision board in a visible place is so cool, because you see it. And it kind of reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing and gets you excited. You you have your vision board somewhere, right? Right. Oh, yeah. I have it on the way out, actually. So every oh. time I leave my office, I can see it to the right. Oh, that's so cool. It does work. Yeah, that's it does cool. keep me motivated. 
But I was going to go back to your quotes because I know you do your um, inspirational quotes. Yes. So I have the layman's quote. And oh. it's actually a book, but I only use the title, which is Hope is Not a Strategy. Oh, like Donald always that. tells me that. And I should read the book. It's supposed to be an incredible book. And it's about sales. But anyway, it's about, so it's a layman's, you know, kind of side of a plan without a goal. It's just a wish. But that, as soon as I read yours, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. What's that other one? And I Googled it. I'm like, yeah, hope is not. So that's the title of the book? Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. going to put that on the website. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to read it too. Cool. Love it. Yeah, that's, that's just exactly saying the same thing in a different way. I love it. So why do, what do we say to those who say they know their goals, but just kind of like keep them in their minds? And Valerie and I, before we were starting to record today, um, we were talking about the fact that people goal set in different ways, and that's right. okay. And what we're going to walk you through today is the process that I teach my um, incoming agents and that we go through each year as we recalibrate our goals for the coming year. But what do you say, Valerie, to people who go, well, I, I know my goals. I just kind of like have them in my head. I know. And I have to say like today, I'm probably just here to represent the people that you are, people that know us, you're type A, I'm B, Meredith is just like my husband, which is really weird. So this is why we get along so great. And um, so it's hard for me. I know what's the correct thing to do, but I, I have a, I think it's a right brain which is more creative, uh-huh. spontaneous, more emotional, right? So even the emotional part of, I don't want to set a goal. I don't want to jinx it. I don't, so I know, I know in my mind, I always know if I'm doing good or bad, but putting it to paper for me, it's almost too, I don't know. It gives me like anxiety. Okay. But so you still I will, do it. You still correct, do it. Yeah. Correct. And then we'll talk later, accountability partners, mm-hmm. things like that. That I kind of like, even though I always get dragged into it, kicking and screaming, <laughs> but you would be my accountability, you know, yeah. accountability partner and we meet. And so I know what I need to do and everybody should see the basic and then adjust it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. So speaking of accountability partner. Well, how important do you think an accountability partner is? So for those who are like just going in alone and doing it on their own right now, what do you think the value of the accountability partner is? Yeah, so you think your accountability partner could be your spouse as well? Totally. Because if you're not in a team, then you're like on your own. Right. So it would be that. For me, like my husband doesn't care. So he knows who <laughs> I am. He could make me an Excel spreadsheet from here till next year. He would love everything like that, but I'm not. So literally... You forced me to be, you know, to come every week, talk about stuff. And I have to say, I didn't do it for many years. Mm -hmm. And this year I've been doing it and I've been doing better this Mm -hmm. year. So even though I resist the things that work, they work. They've proven to work. So it's kind of weird. But in my mind, I still want to be more, you know, not accountable, but it's better to be accountable. So it's harder to be accountable. It yeah. is. And I, I think no matter what your personality type is, even yeah. for someone like me who's very self-motivated and driven, it helps me still to be accountable to other people. So who's your accountability partner? Well, Chris McMahon a little bit is oh, my okay. accountability partner. But and Chris, your spreadsheet. My spreadsheet, right. <laughs> but Which we'll, we'll tell you all about. But um, Chris, my husband Chris, is also my accountability partner. But I do it in a more casual way with him because, again, like in a weird way, he's like you, right? So he right. has your personality. So I'll say to him, hey, I really hope I hit this number. And just by verbalizing it 
but then sometimes I'm like sitting on the couch with him and I have a spreadsheet where I keep all my transactions and a running tally of my income. And so I'll go, Oh, look, I'm at this. I only need X number of transactions to hit my number. That's my way of him being, you know, kind of rolled into my accountability piece. Right. Because I've said it to him and now I've, I've made it real by saying it in a sense. So, right. Because if you don't say it to someone and it doesn't happen, right. Then it doesn't matter. It's like, Oh, well, no one knew. Right. You said it to someone like, Oh, I think I'm going to get my listing. What happened with that listing? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Or what happened that went right or wrong. Right. It's true. That's what I feel. It's almost like going to confession or something. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Flashback to (laughs) To Catholic school. K through 12. Yeah. Oh yeah. And successful agents possess a really clear sense of purpose and they do focus on their destination. They are master goal setters. Have you read the book, The Art of Racing in the Rain? Have you ever read that? No. If you've lost a pet recently, which you haven't, thank goodness, but um, it's it's a real tearjerker, especially if you've had a, a relationship with a canine that's been a friend. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's sad in a lot of ways, but it's amazing. But there is this quote that just resonated with me so much in this book. And it's by Garth Stein, this book, for those who haven't. And if you've seen the movie, still read the book. The book's better. It says, in racing, they say that your car goes where your eyes go. The driver who cannot tear his eyes away from the wall as he spins out of control will meet that wall. The driver who looks down the track as he feels his tires break free will regain control of his vehicle. That I read, I remember at the time reading it and going, wow, that's, that's amazingly true, right? That's why you keep your focus on your goals right. and not on the obstacles or the catastrophes that are about to get in your way, because that's how you maintain focus and progress. So the same is true in real estate, which at times feels a lot like racing. You're going, 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 and you don't have time to think about anything. And at times you do see that wall like heading right towards you, right? Like you, you feel, you hear the Jaws music in the back of your head. So if you keep your eyes focused down the track on your long-term goal, you'll keep moving forward. And that's what goal setting is all about. So how do you do this? And here's my shameless plug again. I discuss this in detail in Farming for Real Estate Agents out January 12th. Uh, but we're going to walk you through these, this exercise step-by-step step right now. So for now... Just let us guide you through the steps and let your imagination go to work. Then visit our website or revisit this episode. We put a general transcription of each episode on the website so you can read through it to revisit the steps and to complete the exercise in full. So step one is to first outline what we call your big goals and choose three to begin with. So really think about why are you getting into real estate? Or if you're, you've been an agent for a while, why did you get into real estate in the first place? What motivates you that you'll focus on and will keep you or your eyes on when you see that wall approaching? And for purposes of this exercise, assume that personal fulfillment is a given with this career. Right. Simply put, what are the reasons you work? So for me, my goals were my family, financial stability, and dream fulfillment. Those were my three general big goals. Valerie, do you remember what your three were oh or what they are now, you can say? No. Well, I guess I'm confused between the goals and the actual item. But I remember when I came back, my goals were basically kids' college, okay. making enough to me to pay, pay the mortgage. So mm. everything we had other than that was just icing on the cake. Oh. So kind of like travel, kids' education, and paying the mortgage. So That's if good. I could take care of that, then Donald's salary would just be, you know, we could put away wow. and for, you know. Things That's like good. That. Those are good goals. Yeah. 
So the next piece is to identify the specific accomplishments connected to each of these big goals. So for, I think you kind of... So I think that that's where I want the, like right. the specifics. More yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yours were sort of, sort of fell into the same categories of mine a little right. bit, I think. Um, so for me, the first one, family, translated into sending my kids to college debt-free. That was something I really had my, my eyes on. The second, financial stability translated into saving a rainy day fund. So if I didn't want to get into a situation where the market crashed or we had some kind of a downturn or who knew, you know, when COVID started, I was like, oh my right. gosh, thank goodness we have that nest. We didn't know what was going to happen, right? right? So having money that is like a slush fund saved up, that makes me go, okay, if I didn't have to, if I couldn't work for six months to a year, right. we would be okay. That was a big one for me. And then the third dream fulfillment translated into having enough income to travel where and when we want, which who knew that COVID was going to happen? We can't go anywhere. But one day again. Bigger trip next year. Bigger yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you kind of shared yours already, which were right. similar kind of to today. Right. Yeah. Um, and then what I want you guys to do is identify an extra that would be possible for each of these categories if you were to exceed your goals. So for me, that extra, this is where you start to dream a little bit, right? This is where you start to try to push right. past your goals. So for me, it was the possibility of helping my kids with the cost of a postgraduate degree if they choose a profession for which one is needed, or funds for a first house if they wanted to forego graduate studies. Uh, second for me was the purchase of a real estate investment property or properties, or doing some flips. And the third one was saving enough to allow us to purchase a vacation home on the water. Do you have some extras, Valerie, that kind of go along with your categories? Well, I've always said enough to, um, basically, I did make my kids do some college loans so they would have some skin in the game, mm. and I would want to surprise them, even though they think they're paying for them, surprise them that, okay, if uh -huh. I can take care of them, I would. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Even though at the moment, I like holding that <laughs> over their head, just so they do go to class and get the grades. In case you're but, listening, but Anna and Jackson. Nice gift, you know, later. But, yeah. <laughs> Anything else that, uh, the, for the other two categories that you can think of that are like extras? No. I mean, it would be great to do a car for Donald, something like that, oh. because he's so, I mean, he is like the pillar of a home financially. Uh -huh. I took 10 years off to raise my kids yeah. where he really supported us. So yeah. that would be, yeah, that would be like a dream. And then you've mentioned recently too, finding a place that you could purchase or places you could purchase right. that put you near your kids. Close to my kids. Wherever they end up. Right. Yeah, right. that's cool. So now that you've got some of your goals and dreams sketched out, it's time to break down your goals into smaller pieces. So what you really want to do here is quantify the value of each goal. In other words, the actual dollar amounts needed to fulfill each of your specific accomplishments. So these aren't your extras. These aren't your big goals. This was step two. This was the actual accomplishments related to each of your big goals. So my example has to do with sending my kids through college without taking on student loans. And what I did was a calculation, assuming that the tuitions were not offset by any kind of financial aid or merit awards or in-state tuition. Thank you, Samantha, for going to Maryland. Right. I didn't know that was going to be a bonus. She um, doesn't want a credit. Oh, she will, 100%. Uh, so what I did was I calculated that starting in 2018, I would need to have saved approximately $55,000 a year using the average cost of the school that my son CJ was hoping to attend for each of the following four years. So in reality, I needed to have saved $110,000 for two years and then $55,000 for the next two years. So I have two that are going to be overlapping for two years, which is why that's the case. 
Plus, I've got child number three, currently 12 years old, a few years down from away from college, uh, but I need money for that as well, right? So that's an additional 50000 55000 per year, assuming that she chooses a school that's not more expensive than that for four years, but not until six years down the road from this point. So if I lump all of those totals together, that is a whopping six hundred and sixty thousand yes. dollars. Right. It seems overwhelming. But yes. remember the saying about the best way to eat an elephant? One, one bite, bite at a time. time. One oh, bite I've at a time. Heard of that. Exactly. That's yep. So what I did was I broke the goal down into smaller bites. I knew I had a total fifteen year period from twenty eighteen to make six hundred and sixty thousand extra dollars, which is fifty five thousand dollars a year, which now, it doesn't seem quite as overwhelming. And then what I did was I broke that down into transactions per year at my average per transaction commission rate using my average price per transaction, which we're going to talk you guys through how to calculate in the next, or I guess, episode three. And what $55,000 translated into was an additional five transactions a year. Not bad at all. I was right. like, I can totally do five more transactions a year. And you do the same for your goals. So figure out what the total cost and the time period is for you accomplishing one of those goals and then just break it down and then back it out into how many transactions you need and then make a plan that helps you increase your business to accomplish those additional transactions. Anything else, Valerie, that you want to share about goal setting for that you do? Okay, I have to say this sounds just like Donald and his spreadsheets. <laughs> so this is super anal retentive, and I get it; it totally works. But I would, as a beginner agent, I think. I mean, like I said, I when I first got in, I'm like, would it be nice if I could pick up the mortgage, basically, because yeah. I knew no one, I knew nothing. So any little, like, I feel. Having an attainable goal immediately makes you hungrier for the mm. next one. So as opposed to so far, I'm like, I want a new boat or something, which was going to be too much for my first year. Right. Really, I was like, okay, can I do enough for, and it could have been just one transaction in three months, but it divides into, yeah, I could cover three months of mortgage. So, so you knew how much your mortgage was. Correct. And you knew how many transactions, essentially, you'd have to. Right. Buy. So if I closed, then it was whatever, then I would divide it. I'm like, oh, I covered three months. But now that made me more eager that, oh my God, if I can cover nine more, I'm yeah. done. And then everything else is icing on the cake. Okay. So then, so that's just little baby steps to keep me motivated. Because yeah. if I see, you know what I mean, exactly what you're saying, 550, 550,000 mm-hmm. is so big. Right. And you don't even know how to get there. Right. But as a new agent, I think you need like real goals, like mm-hmm. realistic goals. Mm-hmm. Should be mm-hmm. So that was mine. I was always, and then I, it's funny because one of, I think I, my first transaction was at 900,000. I'm like, what you? How many months of the mortgage is that? That was awesome. So that's so, great. So you yeah. did quantify it just in kind of a yes. different way, the exactly. way that worked for you. That's exactly. really cool. So. That's really cool. And this is kind of a, a little bit of a segue or a, tra- a tangent, but one thing I always encourage new agents to do is not to say no to rentals, and, yes. but don't put the rentals into your goals. So this is what right. I say. Oh, Use yeah, rentals. Like extra. Yeah, that can be pay your your dues for your real estate organization. Yeah. Pay for your marketing. You, you know, know, I you always do that during funds. Christmas when you send those leads. Oh. And I'm like, 800 bucks. That's, I mean, if I make $800, I'm like, that's a shopping spree for Christmas. Right. That's, that's not coming out of my pocket. That's you know? true. Yeah. 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 So those, you know, again, don't fold those into your, your goals right. when we talk about transactions. So 
just to recap for a second, first, you're going to begin by identifying your three big goals. Then you're going to list the specific accomplishments connected with each goal. And then you're going to identify the amount of money you actually need to accomplish each of those specific things. Last, break this amount down into a yearly figure and figure out exactly how many additional transactions per year that figure presents. And as I said, we're going to talk you through how to do that. And you actually have the templates, right? I do. I have. I can. Yeah, I can put that on the website as well. Yeah. And today we are giving you a a tool that most agents don't get and a tool that's going to help put you on track toward becoming a top producer as you begin your career. And I'm a firm believer that if you begin to implement goal setting early on, it will keep you focused. And kind of like you said, Valerie, about it makes you hungrier. Right. When I started to write my goals down, every year what I would do is I just notch it up a little bit, not overwhelmingly. It's not right. gonna, I want to make another $100,000 every year. But maybe I want to do five more transactions. Or when I identified you know, in 2018 this issue with the college thing, I said, okay, now I know I need to do an additional five transactions. Right. So when you do that, and again, you write it down and make it real, then you, you, your mind starts to work toward it. Your subconscious works on right. it. We would love to hear what your goals are. So please visit our website or our Facebook page to share your goals with us. You can send us pictures of your goals. You can send us numbers if you want to. You can send us transactions. You can send us market share. Some people's goals are sketched out as a percentage of market share in the area that they work. Um, or I have other agents who have a, um, a volume goal. So right now their average volume is, say, per transaction, like three or $400,000 and they want their average to be 500 or 600,000. So they shift their businesses in a slightly different direction to grab that higher market or that, that higher volume per transaction. There are other agents too who want to shift their business more from buyer agency to listing agency or vice versa. So lots of different goals that you can set for yourself. And the one thing I would caution you is when you set your goals, try to avoid connecting them directly to money even though you do want to set a financial goal. So sometimes I have agents who come in and I interview them. And one of the questions I ask is, uh, what makes you want to get into real estate? Oh, I just want to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, oh, wrong answer. And the reason it's, it's not really a wrong answer and it doesn't mean anything about their character, but what it means is they haven't really thought about their goals because right. and what I'll say is, I say just to like pile up money, like in your basement, is that, that's what go roll around in it? Like, you know, what was that guy, the Donald Duck's? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Right. Like he just likes to roll around his money. No, usually that's not. you. It translates into something. So then I'll talk right. to them about what would that money mean to you? And it's always something connected to a value, family, retirement. Exactly. Right. So as long right. as that's there and the dollar signs come out of their eyes and then they start to focus on actual goal achievement right. and life fulfillment, that shifts the whole script. Which for you know, it's funny. Like I never, I never even, and you do the same. I never do the commission on anything because to me, it's, yes. I got to close a transaction. I have to do a good job. I have to, and then that'll come. Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of exactly. weird. I always feel like it's jinxing it because it yes. doesn't matter how yes. much I'm going to get. I'm going to do my best regardless. And you know? nothing feels worse when you're a spreadsheet keeper than putting that item in and there and backing it out. That's right, because you're already like spending it or thinking about yes. it, and you don't get it. It's like a you're punch right. in the gut, which yeah. could be like an hour before settlement. You don't get uh-huh. it. Like it happens. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So on our next show, we are going to take goal setting in a fun direction 
And as we said, talk you through creating a vision board. So we did this as a team kind of craft project one day. It was pretty fun. It was fun. I it was more fun than I thought. It actually, was. I gave you credit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Same. lame, but it ended up being real fun. And it's next. I see it every day. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. And it works. And it was funny. It was every, we have a lot of different personality types yes, on our team. Every everybody got board. into it. It but was and cool. every mission board was so different. Yes. It's pretty funny. Yes, everyone yeah. was different. And it is really a visual, creative way to focus your mind on your goals. And it also results, as we've said, in a finished product you can display in your office. Mine is on top of my bulletin board in my office. And again, it helps your subconscious do more of its magic. So just to give you a sense of this magic that happens. So I have been wanting one of my things, and you heard me say it, was a right. vacation home on the water. So when I we have a boat. When I'm on the boat, one day I took this picture of this beautiful house on the bay. This is not the house I'm buying, right. by the way. But um, it's, you know, I was like just thinking one day, like, this is where I want to raise my, have my grandkids and spend my retirement years and look out at the water. So I take a picture of this giant house, which, as I said, I'm not buying. And <laughs> <put> it, <laughs> I'm not buying the giant house. And I put it on my bulletin board uh, in my office, and I saw it every single day. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm never getting that. And other times I'm like, okay, this is what I'm working for. You know, this keeps me motivated. So guess what? We're under contract on a cute, tiny little house on the water. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> and we can expand it. But the point is, it's on the water. And see, my subconscious did its thing. I mean, you put it out there, like, in right. the universe or however you want to think of it. Exactly. And it begins to become real. So mm -hmm. I encourage you so much to focus on your goals. And then in part three of our goal-setting series, we're going to return to the exercise we started today and break down your goals even farther to the number of additional listings and buyer agreements you'll need to reach your goal numbers, the number of additional listing and buyer appointments you need. And also we're gonna talk you through how to identify your average conversion rate, even if you don't have a year of real estate under your belt or even a transaction under your belt. You're gonna be using some of your general market statistics from your area to figure out what you're likely to um, be able to calculate there, your average commission rate, and the percentage of your business that you expect will fall into the listing and buyer agency categories. And this helps you farther just break it down and identify what you need to do. And then you'll see when you come up to the very top of this, this goal setting sheet that we're going to walk you through, the numbers become very attainable and you go, oh, I can totally do that. Valerie, anything else that you want to No, I was add? laughing. I wrote here that because you're... Um your picture of the Bay House work. I'm going to put a picture of little Donald's um, Dodge Challenger. <laughs> don't tell him in case I don't get there. But that, you know him, who he is. He's such a, like a guy's guy. So he wants like one of those like noisy throwback yes. muscle car. Yeah, so I'm going to put a picture of next to my, even though in my mission board I have like a Tiffany bracelet. <laughs> but I'll put his car in there somewhere. But and don't, don't tell well, yeah, I was gonna say, don't tell him. listen to these, so don't tell him. <laughs> and then he's gonna walk into your office and be like, oh my gosh, that's a car I want. You want that right. car too? Exactly. All right, well, for now, thank you as always for listening. Please, please, please leave us a rating or a review. Go on to Apple Podcasts and just tap that five star button. We would be so grateful. Once again, I am Meredith Fogel and Valerie Hernwell, and this has been So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. We'll see you next time. See you next time. We are so grateful you joined us today on So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you're still not sure real estate is the right career for you, tune in to our next episodes. If you're more sure than ever, 
tune into future episodes for more tips, tools, and insider secrets that will help you launch into productive action and achieve quick success. Just a reminder that we love reviews. Please let us know what you like best about this podcast, what we could do better, ask us questions, or send us show ideas. Check out our show notes page for our contact info or visit our website, therealestaterainmakers.com for access to the tools, tips, systems, and other great resources we mentioned on the show. I'm Meredith Vogel. And Valerie Hernan. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.